Hello everybody and welcome to a, another episode of Let's Talk on Pirate Radio and today I have a good friend of mine, um, I've known him for a, a wee while now, since uh, TwitchCon 2018 was it? It was wasn't it? Yeah it was 2018. All the years are just becoming a blur for me but uh, today's guest is Sir Clever, formerly known as uh, Christopher Clever, Christopher Cl Clever TV was it? No it's just Christopher Clever. Chris Clover, but now it's Sir Clover, and uh, yeah, he's a fellow Twitch streamer. He's been around the block a, a bit like myself for a wee while. So, uh, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's uh, it's a wee bit late here in the. Well, I say late. It's the evening here in the UK, but it's about noon where you are now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like noon o'clock. Noon. <laughs> I love when I say that noon o'clock. People are like, what? <laughs> noon o'clock. It's like when um, people ask me what time I wake up, it's like, oh, I don't know, early o'clock, something like that. Early like, o'clock. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, a morning person. A lot of times I'll say noon 30, and people are like, what? It's like, yeah, noon 30. It's like, what time is it? 12 t Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what is 12 t But uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, coming on. You are my first male guest. You are the first person with boy parts. I am so, honored. <laughs> hey, yeah, you should be. I was actually genuinely concerned people were going to be like, why has he only got women on this show <laughs> kind of thing? Um, but I've actually had like other male guests lined up, but they've all failed at last minute, unfortunately. But So thank you for not doing that. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, a joyous time together like we usually do. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. But, um, in the meantime, obviously I know who you are because as I said, we are we're friends that's kind of how friendships work but for those who are not familiar with you tell us you know who are you and what do you do um i am a twitch streamer and uh i have been like you said around the block a while i think i've been twitch streaming for about four years i've been an affiliate for three um <clears throat> i've taken some hiatuses here and there but mostly i just play uh story games and roguelikes and things like that um I'm what you consider a variety streamer, formerly Christopher Clever, as you said, so everything's still kind of leaning toward the new brand, but I decided to go with Sir Clever because it's shorter, and that's probably the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, like, uh, I don't have to type as much now. Pretty much. No, I wanted, uh, I wanted Clever, um, but I'm not a partner, and it's, it's, I've tried to kind of have that push, and it's very hard to get that. Uh, that would be very brandable, but I've also, I also know two other streamers who have the name Clever in their name, like legit. I met one at Nashville, uh, Nashville's Twitch meetup, and she's uh, uh, Mrs. Kill Clever, I think her name is. But she's like, basically like, yeah, I'm taking the name if I can get it. And I'm like, oh, this is a, it's like a race <laughs> to Best see who, to get who can get partner and take the name Clever, twitch.tv slash Clever. And now that people are listening, they can uh, go and steal it from us. So, yeah, um, but yeah. Well, I, uh, hopefully I can help out a wee bit with that because I, I know. We'll figure yeah. it out. So I shall discuss that with you later. But in the meantime, um, you, you obviously stream. Absolutely. I believe you have recently started a new job, or relatively new. Uh, no, I haven't started a new job yet, but I did get, a, uh, I did get um, certified to be a cybersecurity analyst. So that <laughs> is something I'm very proud of and also had to take two months off streaming for because the studying was intense. Um, but I am looking to get a new job here in the next coming months. So yeah, it's it's a work in progress. Well, GG on getting the uh, the new qualifications. Always Thank cool you. to you know be recognized for your hard work. Um, so do you want to tell us what you do outside of streaming? 
Um, yeah, I just um, sleep. <laughs> no, I, no, I. Uh, That's a I, lie. Streamers don't sleep. <laughs> I know we're we're constantly working hard. Um, I uh, no, I work in IT security field, which is fun. Um, I work for a major corporate company and looking to kind of downscale that a bit and get paid more, but uh, work with less people. That is a goal of mine. Um, but yeah, so I I deal with um encryption software in the day to day, which is fun. Uh, so basically major companies like hospitals and banks and people who need their data encrypted so people can't steal it, or if they do steal it, they can't access it. Um, it's kind of, for, for people who aren't into the computer touching, it's very much a, it, it makes me sound cool like a hacker, which is great. Um, but no, Although I, to, I do that. To yeah. people that aren't really into computers, we all sound like that as far as they're concerned, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> From what yeah. I've ascertained. You can open up Microsoft Office? Oh my God, you're Neo from the Matrix. Like, yes, I am. You're a wizard. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, I'm a wizard. <laughs> yeah, just pat me on the back some more, please. But yeah, so I do that yeah. during the day and uh, make pretty good money doing it. I kind of uh, accidentally got into that field because of, I used to work retail, which was, please don't. I mean, do if you need a job, obviously, but please get away from it as quick as you can because it will haunt your dreams and ugh, it's just the worst. Um, so I, when I moved out in Austin, Texas, I walked into the company I work for and literally was just like, what do you guys have? Like, what is, what do you guys hire for? And they had a, uh, some more generic like call center jobs, technical support. And I got my, my foot in the door that way. And then basically just started earning certifications, which uh, they, they covered in their benefits. And um, yeah, so here I am after, Oh my God, I think it's almost six years now I've been doing that. But it's, it's taking you places by the sounds of things. So that's quite cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've definitely doubled up on salary and have worked my butt off. So. Which is like, it's, it's always, Especially as streamers, because like, obviously the end game generally for a lot of us is to potentially do the vast majority of our work life as a streamer. And like, obviously, absolutely, yeah. Maybe looking to do it full time, or at least um, have a lot of income coming from it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we we hate our jobs. Like, I quite enjoy my job, and I'm looking to do courses and things that are paid for at the company as well, which will look to increase my salary as well. Like, expand my horizons so it's, it's always nice to have that, that plan b and enjoy both the streaming side of things as well as our, our in real, real bleh, words in real life jobs at the same time but i find that there's not actually a lot of people that are in that position they don't enjoy both do you like notice that as well yeah i mean i i absolutely enjoy my job i mean for the sake of the job itself and the the work i do i absolutely enjoy it i think there are moments when you um, have that, you know, day to day, like monotony of kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And that's why mm. I am aiming for new positions and new salaries and kind of moving up in the world of IT uh, security. Um, because I'm trying to become a security analyst, which is, or at least a security engineer or something in that kind of side of things where you're more on the protection side. Uh, but yeah, I, I see a lot of people who kind of aim to be on the higher end of streaming. And they're on very much the, um, I don't want to say lower end, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're very much growing as streamers and trying to build their communities and build the audience. And the advice that I can give is you should also be taking care of yourself, not only for your mental health and kind of taking days off of streaming and doing things like that. Uh, don't do like me and take three months off, but, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you can, you know, you can do both. You can pursue a career or work at your job and try to do better things like that. 
and also stream and make it work. It's just, I think people get in their mindset of streaming is like the end all be all like, this is my fantasy goal and I'm going to hit it. I'm going to make it. And then I'm going to just keep doing that until I'm 65. And it's like, well, if you hit that kind of shroud or ninja level, obviously you're pretty much set. You can do this two more years and then retire if you want to. Like, honestly, if you make that type of money. But a lot of people and most people that I know that are partners and have um, a really good income from it, they don't have benefits from streaming. You don't get your health care. You don't get your yeah. um, certification or tuition reimbursement. You don't get, like, things that obviously, like, bigger companies that are actually in the, out in the world can help you with. Um, I took... I think I've taken healthcare in general, especially in America, for granted for a while now that I've had it for a while. But I remember mm-hmm. all those years I worked retail and, you know, I worked for Walmart. God, oh, I'm just not even a fan. But they, uh, you know, they would, go, they would go out of their way to make sure you did not get benefits. You did not get healthcare uh, coverage. Really? Oh, yeah. I, well, I would work. Technically, you were supposed to work over 33 uh, hours a week to be considered full-time for that week. And really weird. for nine weeks in a row, I worked at Sam's Club, actually, but it's owned by Walmart. For nine weeks, you had to be four up uh, above 33 hours to be considered full-time to get those benefits. So they would make me work full-time eight weeks. And then on the ninth week, they would make me work like 18 hours. And they did that every nine weeks so that they could not have to pay me health care. So when I found that out, I was uh, livid. <laughs> and not yeah, happy I can imagine. Because they're basically That's... breaking their own policies. and. Um, that's like really backwards like in the uk like it's not a case of you have to work x amount of hours to be considered full-time it's more of you have to work x amount of hours to can be to be considered part-time like i think it's 16 yeah like if you work as little as 16 you're then part-time otherwise you're (laughs) full-time kind of thing and it's that's uh that's really weird and the way that healthcare and obviously things in america is all private and you know, so dependent on your work and things like that. Whereas, yeah, of course, absolutely. here in the UK, I just get it for free, thankfully. If I need to pop to the, the doctor, like, now, I can literally just, like, okay, got to go in a bizzle and then get a checkup and not fear about any bills. Um, but I've seen, like, the the invoices that you get. Oh, yeah. Um, someone who I used to date ended up going to the hospital quite a lot, and I ended up attending the hospital with them for one trip, and I saw the invoice afterwards, and I was just like holy hell, we've been here for six hours, that's it. And it was literally thousands of dollars, and it, it just scares the crap out of me as a, as a British person who's used to free healthcare. Like, I, I've considered moving to the States and looking into ways to do that. But the one thing, one of the things, at least, holding me back, the main one, is the lack of healthcare. I would literally be considering getting a plane back, paying probably up to $1,000 to get back to the UK and go to the doctor there if there was an emergency rather yeah. than paying upwards of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for the same treatment in the US. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's kind of nuts. It's, it's uh, you know, we, we don't have to really aim toward the, the more political side of it, I think, but it's, it's one of those things that are like, uh, I, I take it for granted now that I have my company cover it, which is nice. And it's one of those things I didn't really look for when I was younger because I worked in retail and I wasn't used to it. But the same thing happened, you know, where I had to go to the emergency room. Um, I was just, I, I don't even remember. It, it was like the flu and then pneumonia. And then I think I got strep throat the same end of the flu. And it was like, 
three giant health problems all at once, and I have asthma, mm. so all of that hit me at once, and, and I was actually with my mom at the time back in the day. This was many, many years ago, probably about 10 years ago, actually. And I went to the hospital, and they gave me like breathing treatments, and they kind of fixed me up, and I was in there for, I don't know, a couple hours, and I was okay, thank God, but like they, the bill that I got, like two weeks later was just thousands of dollars and I couldn't, I was like, I can't do this. And it actually ended up not being paid and I just had to hit my credit report and my credit sunk and it was like, but I can't, I can't pay three grand on a four hour hospital visit. Like that's an absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things that they, like you said, it's privatized and it, it's, we're so rely, we're so much relying on the insurance companies and our jobs to, funnel it through the insurance companies and then the insurance gives you deductibles and it's this whole system that's kind of awkward and it's like can i just can we just like take the middleman out <laughs> just like mm. i would much rather just pay a little bit of a tax you know or something that just covers everyone and we just we're good you know yeah i don't want the doctors not to get paid but i also had an ex-girlfriend who whose dad uh, ran this business and I, I won't name the business but basically they started the business from the ground up, and it was essentially this kind of healthcare provider service. But what they did was they took older hospital machines, and then they just kind of fixed them a little bit, and then they resold right. them for like 20,000% markup, like an insane amount. Like they'd buy them for a grand, and then they'd resell them back to the hospitals for like 80 grand. And it's really? like, wow. oh my God. And the fact that, yeah, that that's, that's a, even a thing. shady. Yeah, but yeah, right. it happens. And then that's what makes the insurance companies raise the prices, kind of. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, this, you know, this is, <laughs> it, it's just kind of this backward system. And I don't know all that about it. I'm not going to sit here and preach like I'm no, you know, but it's just, it's crazy when you're sitting here and you get sick. And the first thought that you have, and I've had this thought many times is, well, I'm definitely not going to the doctor because yeah. I don't want to have to pay all that money. Like. Even in like actual emergencies, it's, you, you, from what I've like discussed with fellow American friends, that they've all been like, I, I literally have to stop and think, can I afford to get an yeah. ambulance? It's like, I am bleeding from the neck. Should I get a taxi <laughs> or should I get an ambulance? Yeah, let me call and an Uber because it's going to be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even after having to pay for the cleaning bill of his car that's covered in blood afterwards kind of thing. Like, you would never have that thought in the UK. You'd literally just go... You need an ambulance, and then you'd call it, and then you'd be in hospital, you'd get checked up on, etc., discharge, and you go home, and that's it. It's it's baffling to me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. that. It's not like that everywhere, and it's like that's such a good system, though. <laughs> um, one thing, obviously, that affects U.S. streamers, of course, is as you mentioned, there's there's no real like healthcare with it because it's not technically. An, you're not technically an employee of Twitch. You're sure. just a contractor at the end of the day. And even then, it's where the legal terms blur a bit. It's like, well, you're this person who is partnered with them and you get a bit of profits paid to you via some convoluted system, but you're not technically an employee. And it's something they've been asking for for a while. Is that something you could ever see Twitch doing? No. Or Amazon doing? No. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and like pull apart how Twitch or Amazon really works as far as their income and their benefits to streamers and such. But 
what I will say is that I think um, I don't think it would benefit Twitch at all because if you become an employee of a company, even if it's like through partnership or through Twitch, you know, uh, streamers or whatever, that kind of status, mm-hmm. if you become an employee of a company, there's so many laws here in the States, especially that have to do with how you treat your employees and uh, you have to pay a certain amount of their taxes toward the IRS and, you know, the Internal Revenue Service. And um, <clears throat> if streamers are contracted, Twitch doesn't have to do any of that. They're not responsible for any of that. And it basically falls yeah. all on the streamer. And that's another issue that a lot of people don't see is they're like, I'm going to be a full-time streamer. It's going to be great. I'm going to make thousands of dollars. It's like, okay, but let's say you do. Let's say you make four grand a month, $4,000 US dollars, right? And mm-hmm. you siphon that into your bank and whatever. You have to pay the normal taxes that you'd have to pay, but you also have to pay extra taxes because you're technically a self-owned business. Now, I got screwed over that way because I worked for a trucking company, ironically, as a financial analyst. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was keeping tabs on money and cash flows and things during the day, day-to-day stuff. But, you know, it was a, I was a junior financial analyst under a guy, and uh, I, I think I made like 13 or 15 an hour or something. It was a pretty low amount for what I was doing, you know, <clears throat> controlling those finances. But in the end of it, I was required to pay quarterly taxes, and the amount of taxes that I owed compared to just having a normal $15 an hour job was outrageous. It was like 40% of every profit that I made. And because I didn't pay quarterly, and I didn't know to, I wasn't aware of this. They don't teach you this in high school over here. Your parents don't teach you this. They don't teach you the different types of tax brackets and the different types of tax you have to pay. So a lot, of the, a lot of kids growing up like me, I mean, I'm 33 now, but back when I was 19, 20, doing these types of jobs, I had no idea. And so what happened was I didn't pay quarterly. And at the end of the year, I filed my taxes and they basically audited me and said, hey, you didn't pay quarterly. And I was like, well, I have all this money. And they're like, well, we're going to add an insane amount of penalties and fees and interest on this. And for every month you don't pay us in full, you know, this what ended up being about eight grand, we're going to just keep adding penalties and interest. And so that's crazy. In the end of it, I paid almost double that over time over the over the past couple of years. And every time I got an income tax check from my job, they would just take it. And that is the danger of Twitch or working by yourself is you really, if you're gonna do that and you're gonna go full time and you're gonna quit your day job and you're gonna start streaming on Twitch. Like, forewarning, you can very well end up in that situation so fast because yeah. if you don't pay your taxes, if you don't do it right, if you don't keep your receipts, I was lucky to write off my taxes this year from Twitch because I bought a stream PC and two giant desks and all of these things from Amazon, and I had every receipt for it. And when I filed, mm. I was able to write those off. Uh, same with TwitchCon, trip, plane tickets, whatever. You can do yeah. that. But... At some point, you're going to make more money than you spend, and that's when the danger comes where, you know, if you're in America and you're trying to do that Twitch streamer thing, they can come after you and they can make sure that your life is a living hell. <laughs> so I imagine they do. Like, usually, at least in the UK, I find that they tend to go for the bigger fish or at least the medium-sized fish to See, I don't think it's that off. way here. Yeah, I imagine in the States, it's like, we're going to get everybody. <laughs> we want all the, all the money kind of thing. And it's one thing that actually does intimidate me as someone who hopefully one day 
I can at least reduce my hours at work and spend more time uh, streaming. It is something where I'm like, I, I have to make a sole trader like registration, or I at least have to like, register a, a limited company and whatnot and having to do all my accounting and all that sh shenanigans, or at least hopefully be in a position where I can pay an accountant and yeah. not have to deal with that nightmare. And I don't think a lot of people really take that into consideration. It's like you said, they just go, oh, this is the dream. And then they go into the dream and it's like, ah, you're an adult. Here's all the adult shit that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and they're like, oh, I didn't know about this. And it's like, like you said, you don't get really taught that in schools. It's, it's almost like a, a conspiracy that all the government's like, shh, don't tell them. <laughs> we'll catch them out. It'll be a giggle. Yeah. We can get lots of money from them. So it, it is very, very intimidating in that regard, if and when you think about it. Um, obviously off the back of all this, giving advice is something that I like to do for, to people when they come into my stream. And obviously I think you do the same because that's literally what we just spoke about for the past 10 minutes. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, you are also the, I, like, I want to say owner of a streaming community. I'm uh yeah, I'm one of the community managers. I like to consider myself an equal to everyone else that's, that's managing it. And what's the name of this community? It's a clever nation. So basically, we um, we initially started it because uh, it, it's a it's a community of streamers and viewers and friends and all kinds of people. And uh, I think we're probably I think we're like three fifty members or something in the Discord. Um, and and that's you know that doesn't really mean anything as far as numbers concerned. I'm not worried about the quantity of people in it. It's more about the quality of the conversations and the friendships we've made over the years. And um, I think it was almost a about uh, a year and a half ago, I want to say we created it. I think it was about a year and a half ago. So about 18 months. Um, mm -hmm. That's guess. But basically, what I found, I had met a lot of people through a Twitch team called the Dragons a while back and um, a couple other communities that I kind of frequent in. And they were all good. And like I liked the community aspect of it because people would help each other out. They would go in each other's streams. And not just the kind of thing where you go in and just be like, leaving you a lurk, see you later, never talk to you again. It was more like actual interaction of, I really like watching this person stream. or And we would kind of find people we liked and did whatever. But ultimately what happened was um, a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that I was teamed with and stuff, we had all of these discords like a lot of discords, everyone, even the people who had like, you know, a couple average views on Twitch or whatever, I'm going to create a discord and everyone's going to flood in there and we're going to have all these conversations and I'm going to create 35 channels in there, you know, for, categorize everything. And then they would just end up either dead or they would end up being the same five people conversing between all 10 discords. Like it right, would just be yeah. carrying one conversation to another disc. Oh, we're in this guy's discord. Well, tomorrow we're going to be in that guy's discord. We're going to talk over there. Oh yeah. Well, we would continue that conversation. So eventually I was like, I'm just going to take my Christopher Clever Discord and I'm just going to turn it into a place where people can not only promote their own streams, but obviously get to know everyone and just kind of have it as like a central lobby where people can just hang out and ask to play games and do things. And obviously this is not an original idea, like it's happened plenty and I've, I'd obviously been in communities before that did this. Um, yeah. But me and, uh, or my mods and I, um, Bodok and RKO, who were... Uh, big mods on my channel and we're helping out kind of in the individual aspect of me streaming they were like yeah let's do it let's just start it up and i made them community managers um right off the bat in clever nation and i the funny part is now a lot of these communities 
before, at least over the past few years, have been um, kind of, I don't want to say shady, and I'm not trying to talk trash on people who start communities because it's great, but there were a lot of these like follow for follow communities and a lot of these things yeah. popping up on Twitter that were like, listen, I have a network of 2,000 people in my community that I just created and I did that myself, and you have to come follow my channel if you want to get my support with all two people, you know, 2,000 people. And it's like, holy crap, the ego. You're way yeah. more Kanye than Kanye, and it needs to stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I always have um, viewers ask me about communities and stuff, and I won't name them because this isn't a drama podcast, but there are two that spring to mind where I'm like, avoid those two like the plague. Yes. <laughs> kind of thing. They, they teach very, very bad habits, and um, th th there's the stuff that I know happened in the background where they would approach partner streamers and basically just say do this it's a pyramid scheme essentially it will make you will end up benefiting the most because yeah. everyone's going to love you because you're partnered and blah, blah blah and it was just it was quite sickening and it's it's nice to see communities such as yours where it's like let's just have a dope time together yeah exactly sometimes like, that's all you want out. like like you don't need a community that's like let's grow we are going to network we're going to do this and this and this I'm like sure that might naturally come with communities but it's 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 nice to sometimes just have an, a community where the people they get along like obviously we're both in uh misfit toys yes which absolutely. is a team made by uh, linksara and it's literally a case of she wanted to make a team where she was like i just want some dope people that have a good time like i, I was in team sin squad before where it was all about gr helping people grow and things like that and I loved a lot of the people in Team Sin Squad. I say a lot because, you know, when you've got 150 people on Team, there's going to be some people that make sure. you want to stay, stay away from them kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and it, it's it's quite refreshing, I think, to just be on a team where, like, I love Bruce, for example, and Lynx in particular, uh, and yourself. I hope we meet each other every TwitchCon and just have a big old embrace oh, and a cuddle puddle <laughs> each and every time. And it's, it's just, it's really cool to have that... Uh, I don't want to say family bond because that's a bit too cringe. Well, it's building but... a rapport with people and having actual friendships. It's not um, exactly, yeah. You know, and, and the cool part about that is too is like sometimes I get in my own head about it and I'm like, man, I haven't talked to Misfit Toys in a while, or I haven't visited Link's stream or Bruce's stream, or you know, these these people that are on the team. And I'm like, I, I you know, I need to put in more effort there, and that's a valid thought. But at the same time, mm. I I'm also friends with you guys, and I don't have to worry about that because I know we're friends. And it's like if I disappear for two months and come back and say hi it just picks back up where it left off. And I think that's the beauty of friends is you just, you do that your entire lives, right? Like you have people that yeah. maybe you don't talk to for six months. And then the next time you see them, Hey, how you been? Let's grab a beer. Like, cool. And, um, and you just get on as if nothing yeah. ever changed. As well. And it feels yeah, so that's good. Great. Plus one thing I find with the communities that focus a lot on, and, and this is probably something I'm going to end up ranting about because it really winds me up. But um, <laughs> like when you're in particularly large communities that focus on networking and building like these business relationships and all that, you, you get what I call sycophants, where there are people who are like, I love you. You are the best person on the planet. You've changed my life. And it's like, we met five minutes ago. Chill out. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. And it's just like, I hate meeting those kind of people. Like by all means, be enthusiastic if you are an enthusiastic personality, but don't start like blabbering at me as if you, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, or if you've known that you've known me for a long spoken. time, like you don't. Yeah, 
And I find a lot of that happens in the communities that shall not be named. And it's, it's very, very off-putting because then eventually those people may branch out from those communities. And it's like, you've now got all these awful habits. Yeah. And it's like, where would have you been? Where could you have gone if you didn't pick up those, those well, I think also habits? There are a lot of people out there um, and even ones that have come into our community where we're like, hey, you know, if you want to get to know people, get to know people, talk in the chat, in the Discord and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we have a we have a website, clevernation.net, not to sit here and plug, but we have like a clevernation.net slash live where you can go and there's a plugin on our website that, you know, I, I pay for it every year just to be up. And it's kind of like the old Twitch communities where you can like go to a community and you can see everyone that's in that community streaming at once. And we have that. Yeah. And the whole purpose of it is, hey, do yourself a favor and make friends. Like, go find a new stream that you've never been to. Like, find a person that, you know. Uh, and, and we obviously have kind of a rule set there that nobody just comes into our Discord and says, hey, I'm a streamer. Throw me on the website. That's not how it works. Right. It's like, hey, yeah. come in and chat with us for a couple of weeks, and then we might look at your channel and go, yeah, you're pretty cool. Let's throw you in there. We have to do that because of all the fucking Fortnite streamer kids and 15-year-olds <laughs> that... There was a flood of them when we first started the community just coming in and going, I'll play Fortnite, I'm really good at it, I'm going to be the next ninja. And it's like, all right, man, cool. Well, what do you do in your free time? I just come to my stream. Okay, well, you know, who are you? <laughs> it's yeah. There's just such like a it. disconnect there, and I think that's a lot of people uh, get in that attitude, and it's scary. It's like, first of all, it's- the whole idea of being like, I'm a streamer, so come visit me. Well... I mean, if you want to post a clip and something crazy funny happens, I might watch that mm. clip and I might be interested and be like, hey, his content's pretty good. I'm going to go check him out. But like this whole demand that people have, and I think that's what a lot of these, com- these kind of negative community experiences create, um, you know, like you said, not to name names, but I've seen communities that were very much the follow for follow and whatever. So we've had people come in our community and go, you know what? Like three months in, <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving. Okay. Like, cool. Like, Fair whatever. Enough. It's fine. And then they'll DM me this entire crazy novel of paragraphs of, I'm leaving because this community doesn't give, do anything for my channel, and no one has come to visit me. And I'm like, well, you don't have a schedule up for when you stream. You never talk in the Discord. No one knows who you are, and it's not my fault. It's not our fault. Like, it's not the manager's mm-hmm. fault because you're not putting in the effort to make friends. Nobody's yeah. just going to flock to your channel, and suddenly you've got 40 average viewers because you're just sitting in a Discord quietly. Like, that's not how it happened. And I like, think that's... I, I've, been on, I've been on teams where new people have been added, and they're like, I'm going to follow everyone. It's like, you don't need to follow everyone. I'm going to check out every single person's stream and come back again and again and again. It's like, you don't need to, especially in the bigger communities. It's like, listen, find people you get on with. You are not obligated to like each and every person that you meet in this community. And it, it baffles me how determined some people are to put up this this facade it's like i love you all it's like no you don't (laughs) there's 150 of us here half of us are wankers literally (laughs) like you probably think we're we're idiots and that's okay you're not obligated to get on with me or whoever like find the people that you do get on with make those friendships have a good time with them and obviously be civil and amicable with others that you don't like but you there is no obligation to get on with each and every streamer that you meet, especially the ones that you're in teams or communities with. Yeah. And I think that's something that, again, a lot of people don't always necessarily realize. And 
they, they come across as very disingenuous, which is something I think is very important when it comes to streaming because you are your brand. So if you come across as very disingenuous, especially on first impressions, and it's like, well, how can I trust anything you do as a streamer, as a content creator, as, you know, an influencer for whatever terminology you wish to use? And it just, it, it, I don't get how people don't see that sometimes. It's like, do you not think you're being fake? And they're like, no, I love you all. It's like, okay, honey, sure. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, you don't. Do, you do you. It's very strange and, phenomenon that they pull that off too, because it's like, I've been in streams where I jump in and I've been there five minutes. And all of a sudden, the I love yous and the the major compliments about me as a person, and I'm like, I'm just a name on a screen, dude. You yeah. keep playing the game, and you entertain us. That's what your job is. Like, you don't have mm. to flatter me and butter me up. Like, I don't want somebody to just, as soon as I come in, just to have you kiss my ass. Like, I, I need you to just be cool. Like, And yeah, it seems very disingenuous, and I'm like, I, I leave, because I'm like, I don't want to... It's fine to be complimentary and it's fine to be loving and whatever mm. i'm that way especially toward my regulars i'm like hey man i you know yeah. i can't wait to hang out with you at twitchcon I, I love your face i'm glad to see you you know whatever but like it's a real feeling because i know these people it's sincere yeah it's not just oh let's just be sycophantic for the yeah. poops and giggles because i feel like they'll then benefit me in some way or form later down the line and oh, they're the, not here ever it. again <laughs> that's it you that's just nailed, nailed it yeah it's it's yeah. always and I see that on Twitter a lot. People just going and I reply to a lot of tweets. Like I go back and forth, and there are people that I obviously totally stand. Like Bloody Faster, mm. it, you know she's I'm she's one of my favorite people, and um, yeah. I don't catch her stream often, but when I do, it's hilarious and she's great. And like there are people that I'm obviously going to talk to because I like them a lot, like her. But then there are also people that I see that will go off and post on you know if they know somebody's a Twitch partner or if they know somebody's a bigger um you know bigger communities and whatever. I see them just replying to every single one of their tweets and it just looks like suck up type tweets. And mm. it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you know, everyone can see this, right? Like, right. And it, it's almost to the point where it's like, Hey, it's fine to compliment somebody and it's fine to like support them and like their stuff. But when you're doing it so much and the way that you're wording those tweets is basically just under the line of saying, Hey, you should come raid me sometime. Hey, you should come check out my stream sometime. Then it's like, they're not quite saying that, but it's like you're doing this for clout or for, you know, Twitter yeah. representation. It's it just seems very fake. And, you know, like for me personally, when it comes to Twitter and it's something I've posted about on my Twitter before, like I have friends, very dear friends that I don't follow on Twitter because I don't like their timeline. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm that's the same it. way. Yeah. There are people who I follow on Twitter who I don't follow on Twitch. It's not because I think they're bad. They just don't gel that way when it, it they, they're not content i would like to watch yeah, it's, it's obviously two different contents yeah yeah and i love them thoroughly as people and then you'll see tweets sometimes going this person who followed me they hate me and oh i'm gonna like you know weep in the fetal position for 10 days and it's like no oh i really want to talk just, about this it's I, just social media you're okay not to follow every single person that you have a, a, a good friendship with. And likewise, they don't owe that to you either. Yes. So when I see folks complain about that, I'm just like, you need to delete your account. You need to not be on social media because you are too deep into this shit. Well, this is and absolutely... It people it, massively mentally. Yeah, and that's the biggest part right there. That's what I want to talk about right now because you just mentioned it. It affects people mentally on a level. I, so I've deleted my Facebook. I used mm. to have a Facebook. 
And it's funny enough because even my Facebook didn't have my real name. Like I, it, I went by my uh, my comedy name because it was easier for people to Google, basically. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of that was I didn't really have a lot of personal information out there anyway. I started kind of dialing it back the last few years, mostly because of Twitch streaming and being on, you know an online presence. But I deleted my Facebook because of that. Because of you know my sister's one of those people. I was just talking to my friend about it vague ass statuses on facebook like this is just literally the worst day i've ever had and then someone will ask about it and be like okay well what happened well i don't want to talk about here just text me and then i'll text her now this is coming from a person who literally had breast cancer my sister used to have Mm -hmm. breast cancer and she went into remission so when i see her post a facebook status of i've had the worst day ever please send prayers or whatever i'm thinking oh god she's out of remission oh god this is going to be a bad thing and then I text her, and she's like, yeah, I can't have half my day off Friday because my boss won't let me. And I'm like, you have to stop posting vague statuses and just making it yeah. this big deal. So that combined and- with the fact that people are very much like, oh, my God, you unfollow me. Oh, my God, you, you, know, you delete me as a friend on Facebook. You unfollow me on Twitter, or you don't come to my streams. Like, everyone takes it as such a personal attack, and it's not. It's like we have lived for so many decades without the internet and without this being such a, without mobile phones in our hand to tell us about, you know, our feeds and timelines and all this stuff. Just... Each and every movement. Yes. Just put the fucking thing down and take a day to meditate and just, like, enjoy yourself. Play a game offline. That's what I do. I'll play Final Fantasy VII on my PS3 and just sit in my bed and turn my phone off. And it's like that... Read a book? Like, Like, do something... That, ta- that disconnects you out of that entire world of validation. Do I look cute enough? Let me post eight selfies on Twitter, and if I don't get enough likes, I'm going to cry about it. Like, stop. You're, you, you should be able to look in the mirror and go, you know what? It's, it's fine to like, not like yourself in that way, because like, I have my days. Yeah. But to put all of that validation into an online thing, all of it, like all of your value determ- is determined by your Twitter likes or your Twitter follows or whether or not somebody follows you. I have plenty of people mm-hmm. that have unfollowed me on Twitter. And I used to care back when I first started streaming, like, oh, they obviously don't like me. I have right. that. I understand that feeling. I empathize. But you have to mentally get over that and go, okay, they may just not like the things I post, which is totally fine. Mm. And it's, it's not an attack on you. It's exactly. Just- they're not into that, and that's okay. Yeah, I had to unfollow somebody on Twitter um, a couple months ago because, and I, I genuinely like this person, like they're awesome, but they just kept retweeting those stupid tweets that were like, uh, what is it like? Uh, yeah, retweet this now. I'm giving away 10 grand. You know, I need a sugar <laughs> baby or whatever. And yeah, yeah, they did that constantly, and I was like, okay, I want to mute you, but I'm just going to unfollow because I, mm-hmm. there's no point in the future I'm going to unmute you and I'm not, I'm not interacting with you on Twitter. So, you know. Yeah, it's it, the mute function as well. It's, it's a weird one because it's like maybe if it's a temporary thing, like you know it's going to be temporary. Like, oh, they're, they're currently going through something or, or they're gonna there do is a situation spoilers, going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mute words. Like I, I'm not into wrestling at all. Oh, yeah. It's not my thing. So I've got like WWE, WWF, wrestling, etc. all muted because like whenever there's some kind of seasonal league going on, there's a plethora of it on my timeline. And I'm like, what is this bollocks? Get rid of it <laughs> kind of thing. But I don't really bother muting people because it's like, well, if I'm going to mute you, 
I may as well just unfollow you because yeah. again, it's disingenuous and like I'm not. I don't need to. I'm not gonna fake it. And follow pretend you. like oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely follow you. It's gonna yo. You didn't. I didn't see your tweet. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just it's like I. I've muted people who I don't follow because they genuinely ignore me and their existence is annoying. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, and it's, yeah. But it's and they can come up because of the whole the like, like that person's tweet. Blah blah. Like their tweet. It's like oh, okay, that's that's annoying. Kind of thing. Sure, but if you're just gonna mute someone you already follow, you may as well just unfollow because you know what's the point. Well, the whole point of a timeline and a feed on anything, I mean, even on news sites or if you have like a news app on your phone and whatnot, you add what you want. You add the content you exactly. want to see. And, you know, whether that's your uh, Fox News advocate, I'm sorry, and you should probably <laughs> not be. But if you're just wanting to look in your echo chamber of, of news and politics, you do that on an app. So if you want to do the same thing on Twitter, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like... I mean, I see a lot of streamer Twitter, right? And I'm sure you do too, where you see streamers talking mm -hmm. about streaming. And it is almost fucking constant. And the drama that follows that of, hey, this week some guy's tweeting about boobs. Cool. Let's have that conversation the 80th time, you know? And then everyone, right. everyone does the thing where they're like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, you just tweeted about it. So clearly you, <laughs> you want the attention in this dramatic field. But then mm. it's also the, you know... Um, the advice, the the generic advice that goes around Twitter of like, hey, you know, make sure you're not doing follow for follow. It's like, well, everyone that's been built into streamer Twitter already kind of knows that, and I think it's just this kind of like almost snake eating its own tail. Sometimes I like streamer Twitter, and I like the streamers on Twitter, at least the ones I follow. But mm. sometimes I want to see other content, so. I have unfollowed a lot of those streamers and it's not anything against those streamers because I love them as people and I do hang out on yeah. their streams, but I don't, I, I'm just tired of seeing that. Like I don't, I don't need another generic advice thread. I don't need another booby streamer like argument going on. And uh, this whole, like, you know, just, it's always some huge deal thing. And what I do when I look at that now don't get me wrong, I've totally argued with people on Twitter before, and I absolutely oh, yeah. am pretty much in full support of anyone doing whatever the fuck they want on Twitch, as long as it's not against TOS. Wearing a halter top is not against TOS. Sorry, but just let the women be. But Yeah, exactly. But, with that said, when this happens, one guy will make a tweet, and then for the next four days, it is thousands of streamer Twitter streamers just posting about it. Right. And it blows up to this gargantuan, like, just do what I do and look at this guy and go, well, he's a fucking asshole. And then yep. move on. Like, it's don't give him the time of day because he's getting tens of thousands of retweets, mostly so you can add your comment and say, this guy's a prick. Well, we all kind of mm -hmm. know that. Like, in, in to, in, I mean, I guess it just becomes this thing where you're giving someone all of this power because now his tweet is being seen by thousands hundreds of thousands of people and the impressions on his tweet alone are crazy and what you're exactly. doing is you're absolutely increasing his echo chamber because there are going to be dudes out there who agree with him because you retweeted it to add a comment who then go and follow him and go hi oh, yeah he's gonna you know and it's like you're just giving people this attention that they don't deserve exactly burn them that, out that's I think you've probably noticed whenever I have contributed to like controversies within streaming Twitter, I never retweet the actual like cause oh, yeah. of the conversation. I won't even mention them by name if I can help it. I'm just like, yep, there's a tweet going around. Fucking ignore it. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, I think 
one I posted the other day was literally like some no face, no name tool said this, mute them. They're a complete twat. Just get on with it kind <laughs> of thing. And it's just like, oh, and, and it is, as you say, it, it, it's rinse, repeat. It's every like quarter we have the same conversation. Yeah. It's like, and by all means, educate people. Absolutely. They're, yeah. Go, they're, they're go on the educate They're going to be people who don't want to listen. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people spend their days. And, and I guess my point is this. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy about it or anything. Like, it's fine. Mm. But. Like do what you want on Twitter, but if you if you constantly retweet that drama and that's all your Twitter feed is, I will unfollow you because I don't I I choose not to see that. It's not that I choose not to educate that person. If I'm sitting in a bar with a friend, a straight white male friend who is absolutely being a sexist pig, I am absolutely, especially with a few beers, going to tell him, "Hey, you're being kind of a cunt, and you need to stop." Yeah, like educate him. Be like, hey, this is a one-on-one experience where I can absolutely make a change and say, hey, man, it's not, hey, I'm not going to be your friend if you do this, which I probably won't be, but mm-hmm. it will definitely be like, instead of just cutting someone off and being like, he's an asshole, maybe he doesn't know he's being an asshole, or maybe there's a point where you can educate him and do that. On Twitter, where there's a guy doing that and there's tens of thousands of retweets, you're not going to change his mind by retweeting it and calling him an asshole. Yeah. The most that might happen all, is he all might... he's going to get is people agreeing with him, and then he's going to go, well, these people agree. I'm not alone. Uh, go. Absolutely. I'm going to continue with that line of thought. Yeah, so you might as well, like I said, burn them out. Um, with that said, I think that Twitter can be used for good, and I think that if your mental state is crashing because you're watching Twitter and you're upset by this so-and-so tool's tweet, this guy that's talking about some girl, first of all... It's awesome to get in solidarity with her. It's awesome to back her mm. up and say, hey, you know what? And I've done this. I'm going to give you a follow on Twitch and go hang out because that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. I've done that. And that is the way you, you, you do that. That is the way you support, in my opinion, the best way. Because not only are you shutting him out of the equation and you're not mentioning him by name and you're not giving him the clout or the drama or the tweets or whatever, but you're also mm. coming to this person's back and saying, hey, yeah, like let's go give this person a follow and let's hang out with her and, and show her that that guy's a tool by supporting her. And I've totally done that. Um, yeah. Cause that way it, it actually backfires on the person. Exactly. Who's yeah. You're, no, you're not helping that person that, that tried to get all the drama going, get the drama and exactly. Yeah. No, I completely, I, 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 that's the way to go. I think it's a very healthy way to look at it. And, and even then, like I, I can see the argument if you're, if you're one of the ninjas of the world where you, you should use your platform of influence to do such and such. I, I can completely understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, for lack of a better phrase, like, lower tier, you know, people aren't literally getting thousands and tens of thousands of viewers. Um, ordinary people, again, for lack of a better phrase. You need to look after yourself. And if you are seeing these negative things over and over and over again, and they're impacting you, curate your feed. Cut all that crap out. Yeah, Make absolutely. it so it's lollipops and rainbows. If that is going to benefit you mentally, absolutely do that. And if that also means not following some of your nearest and dearest friends for whatever reason, do it. Yeah, that's un- absolutely I mean, fine as well. You don't have to tell them you've unfollowed. And if they ask, "Hey, why did you unfollow me?" Just tell them the truth. It like there's nothing yeah. better than the truth and being transparent and just saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm trying to cater my feed to a certain type of tweet." And I just think that um, 
you know, your content's not what I'm looking for. I still love you as a friend mm -hmm. and I still want to hang out with you. And I love your, you know, I'm still, and they might be like, well, why aren't you, do, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can't see when I go live. It's like, but that's all you post. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, if you feel, a, and that's another thing, if you're, if you're new to streaming and you're for the off chance that you're li listening to this, don't post that you're going live all the time. Like to make sure yeah. you can post. Have personality on your Twitter. Yeah. Make sure you post in between that. I guess this is my point. You can post that you're going live, absolutely, because I do. But mm. in between that, you should be retweeting things and talking and like make your feed what you want it to be. I follow a lot mm. of stand-up comics um, locally, especially in here in Austin. I used to do stand-up yeah. comedy, which is a lot of fun. Um, haven't done it in more than a year's time because I've just been busy. But the thing is, is that a lot of those comics are just putting out one-liners, just silly, comedic, dumb shit that they think of in the day-to-day -day that they might turn into a joke later, but they just post it and go, yeah, this is funny. And then my feed is filled up with that besides the streamer Twitter stuff. And so I started unfollowing a lot of streamers to get rid of the streamer Twitter stuff because I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to open my Twitter and laugh and just have a good time. Hmm. And so that's helped me a lot. It's just helped me go, oh yeah, I, this is something I look forward to now when I browse Twitter in the morning or whatever, you know, instead of being like, scrolling through just all the same message you know the same retweeting guy like all right cool like everybody's retweeting this guy to tell him he's a douche i get it <laughs> but it is true though and at the end of the day you you do have to put yourself first be it for mental reasons like your mental health and whatnot or even just because you want to do something nice like have a nice feed filled with jokes or boobies, or whatever it is that makes you get up in the morning. That's entirely fine, and you shouldn't feel guilty for not wanting certain friends, posts, whatever, in your feed. And likewise, like, for, for the social media platforms, well, not just Twitter, but, like, Twitch, like, you don't have to go and watch each and everybody's stream. Because, one, you probably don't have the damn time, and two, again, you, you, you'll end up becoming jaded, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm watching this only because I feel obligated to. And then you become conceited and, and you just, it, it can put a strain on those friendships, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. It, it becomes this kind of expectation of, uh, I mean, and I've, I've done that too. And I think there's uh, this kind of a mentality when people start streaming, especially, but when people are newer to streaming, they do this where it's kind of like you see a person come in and they support you for a bit. They sit and chat. They talk to you whenever they check out your stream, right? And then maybe they mm -hmm. come in twice. You know, they come in twice. They come in on a Monday and a Wednesday. And then the next week you stream, they don't come in at all. And suddenly they put such value in that and they see it as an attack. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't come back to my stream. It's like, well, I'm not obligated to. This is not a commitment. We're not married. I'm not coming home to you every day after work. Like, I came to check out your stream. I like your stuff. It doesn't mean I dislike your content just because I didn't come back for a while. I, there are certain streamers I don't visit, but once every six months, because I just kind of forget, not forget about them, but just, I'm just, I don't have the time to go off and sit there yeah. and go, oh, wow, I didn't see this person. Now, if you want to market it to me on Twitter or whatever, and you have something coming up, like, hey, I have my three-year anniversary or whatever, I'll come by and hang out. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm yeah. going to try to support you. But the expectation is there. It's kind of like, this is a weird analogy, but it's kind of like going on two dates with a person and then suddenly being like, well, why aren't we, why aren't we girlfriend and boyfriend now? What happened? It's like, well, we right. went on a date Monday and Wednesday last week. Why aren't you coming back Monday and Wednesday and going on a date with me every single Monday and Wednesday for the, until the end of time? It's like, well, you 
are selfishly putting so much expectation on other people that it's unfair and it's going to drive them out. And, and this mm. not only goes with relationships, you should not be putting all these expectations on people, but it also yeah. comes with Twitter relationships and friendships and Twitch and all of these different um, aspects of streaming and social media and stuff. And you shouldn't put your value in that at all. Your value is within yourself and you should stream what you want to stream. You should do what you want to do to have fun and enjoy yourself. And if you're being burnt out on Twitch streaming because you're not seeing enough views or you're putting value into communities and you're like, you know, this, this community doesn't actually support me. They just say they support me. It's like, you're kind of being an asshole. <laughs> like you're being mm. an asshole in a way because you're putting all these expectations on people. And then you're kind of going on the attack when they don't give you what you are falsely expecting. And I think that is the biggest way. If you could look at it differently and look at it, you know what? It's a gift when people do come by. And I've accepted yeah. that gift, and it feels great. I'm actually using an analogy that a friend told me uh, about polyamorous relationships or dating, where it's like, if they choose to spend time with you, and you've had a few dates, that's a gift. And you should hmm, be for grateful sure. for it. And if it ends, and that doesn't happen anymore... And it's not a relationship, but you had three amazing, like spectacular, fun dates and you made out and you went out and did the carnival thing or whatever. Like you should be able to look on that as a fantastic memory in your life and go, you know what? I'm not dating him, but I had a blast and that was a great time. That was one of the best dates I've ever been on. The same thing right. goes with somebody visiting your stream or supporting you. And on the other end of the spectrum, I've had viewers who said, oh, Brian, I'm really sorry I can't make it to the stream, or I didn't make it to X, Y, and Z stream. It's like, you don't need to apologize. Never apologize. Like, at the end of the day, I am here to be an entertainer. If you've got life going on, that's cool. Like, you, you're not obligated to be there. And even if it was for a reason where I'm essentially to blame, or, like, they, maybe they did get bored of me, that's cool. Because at the end of the day, it's my job to entertain. So if I'm not keeping those viewers in then that that's that's on me to just either improve or change how i stream and things like that it's never an obligation of a viewer to be like oh, i'm sorry i couldn't make it i should be there each and every time like no 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 like absolutely make it when you can if you if you are there fantastic it's good to see you if you're not i'm not going to cry about it to be honest because i one won't have the mental capacity to do that if, if i cry about every viewer that doesn't come back and two, it's still, you know, it's part of the learning process and I'm not entitled to have you all there. Oh, that's the, that's a big word right there is entitlement. I think the entitlement mm. is basically what I'm touching on, on a lot of this. People feel entitled to your view or to your support. And honestly, you have to earn that. You have to put out good content. Be like, try to be funnier. Try to do Twitter videos. Yeah. Try to like, you have to look at yourself as a product, your brand and you have to market the crap out of yourself. And I even know this, and I don't even take my own advice a lot. That's probably why I'm not bigger than I am on Twitch. <laughs> because I look at it and go, well, I could make a funny video, or I could do, like, you know, retweetable tweets and stuff. And then I just kind of get lazy, and I'm like, you know what? I know where I'm failing. It's, it, not failing, but you know what I mean. I know where I could improve. Um, and I think a lot of that is, hey, look at your streams. Go back and watch your VODs and try to see how you are interacting or maybe where you might fall off the entertainment value because I've seen people play League of Legends in the quiet, in the dark for an hour without saying a fucking word. And they're like complaining about, you know, these communities don't support me and nobody comes to my streams and nobody, you know, it's like, but 
who wants to just sit in a room in the dark and just watch you? Yeah. Like, they could just go play the game. Exactly. At this point, it's just gameplay footage. You need to put in the commentary. So, anyway. Um, I think with a community like Clever Nation, just to bring it to back to that, uh, mm. my community managers, Ogre, Bodok, RKO, fantastic people. They are all very much... Uh, so, RKO and Bodok don't stream. Bodok used to, but they're basically mods, moderators for a lot of different channels. Ogre does mm-hmm. stream. Ogre Magi. And he is very much like me in the the heart of it. The heart of it is the community and the friends. And when we went to TwitchCon, we had our brunch for Clever Nation, and there was probably a good 20 people there. And we just mm-hmm. had... It was such a blast to meet everyone. And even though we were all kind of doing our own thing, the fact that we could meet up and have that meetup was amazing. And yeah. that is more so what it's about. We're actually having an Airbnb set up in a cabin uh, coming up in May called CleverCon. And it's basically just a, hey, this, you, you know, you can pay like 150 bucks and stay in a cabin for three days with us. And we're all, you know, we're all going to have our own beds and our own rooms and stuff. But it, we're going to play Cards Against Humanity and Superfight and Jackbox and just eat food and drink beers. And like the fact that you can do that from an internet community is just mind boggling to me. The fact that you have all these people coming from all over the states and different places and some people from Canada even are flying down. And mm. I think that is what you should be focused on on Twitch or on Mixer or whatever you're doing, like whatever yeah. streaming platform, whatever social media, even if you're just on Twitter and you don't stream. You should be focused on just making friends and having a good time and not necessarily having meetups and stuff, but if that's what it comes to, yeah. the ability to do that is phenomenal, in my opinion, and, and it's great. When you do have those types of meetups, it feels, using a very professional term, organic. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's real. It's not like, oh, I have to go to the thing because I have to you know, try and rub elbows with people. It's like... I'm going to go see my mates. Um, we're probably going to get a wee bit sozzled and have a bit of a giggle. And, and that's what it is. And that's great. Because it, it's nice to just have fun with people that you've made these genuine friendships with over the internet. Yeah. Who, yes, are your peers, but you don't see them as peers first. Well, they're no longer... It's friends If you're in a room with somebody, second. they're not looking at you or you're not looking at them as a streamer, follow for follow, like clout and twitter and like you none of i mean they're a person and that's the beauty Mm. of it and you're not going to like every person and that's fine you know but you're going to find those people that you kind of cling to and there are people like uh lars for instance on my twitch team lars i've known for years and when we went to twitchcon we ended up getting drunk and having a heart to heart about like family and my mom passing away a couple years ago and like all this stuff and Mm. it was like this genuine like connection and he hugged me and it's like the most love i've ever felt in the world and i was like you meet somebody like that who's just going to be by your back and like you know have your back or whatever and just be like this cool person in your life and it has nothing to do with streaming and it has nothing to do like we've done co-streams and stuff of course and i completely support him i can't make it to every one of his streams but i don't feel obligated to i'm like i'll go when i want to see lars and hang out with him and I think that's what should be your focus on Twitch, especially if you're up and coming. Meet people, go hang out with people, don't expect things. Don't go into someone's stream yeah. and go, well, I've looked at your stream or watched your stream 20 times now, and you've never come by my stream. Well, you know what? Now you sound like a jerk. Because <laughs> mm. it's, it's like, yeah. you, you're not, you, you, you do not have that entitlement. <laughs> like you, I'm going to do what I want to do. If we're, if we're best buds, I'm going to get a pint with you. But I, I don't have to come to all of your streams or any of them technically. Um, and yeah, sooner or later, people need to either learn that very, very quickly 
or they're going to have a bad time. Yeah, because and you're setting expectations that are gonna they're they're not going to be met. Yeah, and then you're going to put you know you're going to devalue the actual friendship or connection that's there. Um, it, it's it's such a weird thing to enter into, but the thing about Twitch now is that you know it used to be what like fifty to fifty viewers to every one stream or something, and now I think it's like twenty viewers to uh, every so one stream it, something. It used to be seven around seventy to every one oh, gotcha. streamer, and it's now twenty nine. Yeah, I so it, it. I actually mentioned that uh, in the the last uh, cast. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Katie. So yeah, I, I've I've seen the exact figures, and it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So now, I mean, it's it's one of those things that a lot of people are aiming for. Um, you know, kind of hitting it big and getting all this community and stuff. And but you really have to be a huge personality if that's your brand if that's not your brand create mm -hmm. a character or do like edit some animations and make some stuff that's unique to your stream or whatever but like for the most part every streamer i see if you're trying to aim for hey I, how can i get people to be entertained by this and how can i sell my like sell my brand you have to really lean into it and look at yourself as a product that you're trying to push yep. out to the world and you know um if you're going to look at the money side of it you're not going to make a lot of money through Twitch subs unless you get pretty big in that realm. Mm. You should rely more on uh, getting your brand to the point where you can get sponsored. I mean, that's my goal is, hey, if I can, if I can get an average, you know, 40, 50 viewers or whatever every stream and I can be consistent, I could get, you know, OPC or Corsair or something, like talk to them and be paid for it. Don't, mm. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that, like, I, yeah, I can be paid for it. I'm saying to people listening and to you or anyone else who's like streaming and trying to get that, make sure that you negotiate payment because there are a lot of people out there. They're like an affiliate program. And if you sell yeah. G fuel that you can get 10% off and whatever you should be sponsored. And that means they should pay you and send you products and, and it should be a mutual balance agreement. Hey, yeah. I'm giving this to 50 people every night. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it tickles me when, especially when you see people just starting. They're like, "Oh yeah, I've got this affiliate code and this affiliate code and this affiliate code and this affiliate code." And it's like, "Cool, who's buying?" Oh, uh, no one. Well, not it's only like, that, okay. but even if they are buying, even if they're even if they do have a uh, an audience, and let's say they have thirty people average viewers, and they're watching, and they start buying this whatever affiliate link and using your affiliate link, mm -hmm. sure, you get, you know, a percentage of this that or pittance of. You're only just you're being used by that company, and the company yeah. may not see it that way, or they may not pitch it that way. But you're absolutely being bent over that desk and completely fucked out of that deal. Because yeah. if you're it's peddling their yeah, if you're peddling their product, that's free advertising for them, and you're just giving it mm -hmm. over to them. Hey, all my friends, you should go buy this. Well, what do you get paid for this? No, I just really like the product. It's like, well, no. Nobody's going to do that. You're like, working oh, for free. I get, I get a bit of commission. It's like, you should be getting more yeah. than just a bit of commission. Like, to, to, to clarify as well, we're not saying don't have an affiliate code with your sponsorship. As oh, long, absolutely. But actually negotiate a proper deal. Don't just be like, oh, you know, I, I have this affiliate link and I get a wee bit of cash when folks buy stuff. Because, no, you're, you're being used and it's not costing the company. Like, they're not losing money by giving you a bit of commission. Yeah, like it, it's not coming at a cost. They've uh, you know, put that into the equation. Gone. We can easily give them this bit of commission and still make infinitely more 
from them then we should be paying them <laughs> it's it's ne always negotiate a deal yeah always negotiate a deal because it, and, and if you don't know how to negotiate a deal talk to other streamers who have that's the biggest yeah. thing like uh you know find a friend or find a find a partnered person who like you know you really admire and you can always send them a twitter dm not everybody's open to that so don't don't just go blast oh, people but like a respectful professional hey i'm new to this and i have this you know thing that i'm doing with a sponsor and i'm kind of dumb in this way or i'm naive or and i i just don't know how to do this and i know you're sponsored with somebody can you give me some tips on how to do this um i've asked people in their streams before like hey like i'm thinking about this and they're like no don't take that deal like no <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's helped and it's been like Sometimes you have to look at your peers and go, "Hey, like how how you know how did you manage this? How do how do I how am I supposed to do this?" Um, and do it from a not selfish perspective. You don't want to be like, of "Give me give me all your tips and advice, and then I'll never you know be your friend or whatever." But like, exactly, you can learn from your peers, and essentially what it comes down to. And I would say the same thing for Twitch. Um, the I'm I'm trying like I'm not bad mouthing Twitch or Amazon here um, by any means. But they make money off your subscriptions. And when you become an affiliate and you start getting subs, they're making money off that. And that's fine mm -hmm. to keep them afloat and everything. But if you want to support streamers, in my opinion, the best way is donations directly to PayPal. That's always been my gag. It's like, hey, if you're looking to get that, if you want that whole $5 to go to that streamer, I mean, obviously you're going to have ta uh, taxes and fees and whatever through PayPal. But like, I always donate because I'm like, hey, I already got your emotes. I'm going to donate you $20 because that's the best way to support you. And that's going to be what puts food on their table, you know. Um, I've always just been kind of the person that thinks a little bit outside of that. And when you look at products and businesses coming in with affiliate links and stuff, a lot of it is taking advantage of, hey, well, we can have one partner that we can pay to sell a product. And that's great, right? That's 2,500, you know, viewers a month or whatever right mm. that's great and they do that don't get me wrong a lot of companies like corsair they do that with Bajo and gins and all that stuff but like if they come to this and say oh well or we could have two thousand next to nobody streamers who are so excited about our product that they'll basically just peddle it for free here's the affiliate links yeah it's two thousand streamers worth of free advertising and it's kind of genius in a way. It's almost like it's it's really messed up. It is up. from a business perspective. From a business perspective, yeah. Morally, it's like, not so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. And for the the consumer, or, or rather like, well, the, the streamer, the content creator, the person. Well, convincing people affiliate. it's their idea is the, is, is the most evil way to do it. And that's what they're doing mm. is saying, you know, oh, I want to be sponsored by this company, you know, bring them on. And, oh, well, I got an affiliate link. So technically I'm sponsored, right? It's like, but people just aren't aware. They're just naive. They just don't know that you should absolutely be working your brand up to where you have concurrent viewership. And even if you're not a Twitch partner, you can sell yourself and you can sell those viewers and yep. those numbers and you can use them to negotiate. And you should always be doing that. Yeah, 100%. One thing I would potentially counter argue to your your point about donations mm -hmm. the, the thing with streaming be it subs or donations or bits i mean when it comes to bits bits is a weird one especially because there's a lot of security with bits about chargebacks and all that oh absolutely i agree with that yeah but they're a ripoff they're an absolute ripoff to the consumer like you are you are paying a premium 
to donate. You're paying more. You're paying in the UK one pound thirty six to give someone a dollar, and yeah. it's like you're you're paying extra for digital currency. If you're a consumer, you're being ripped off at the end of the day. If you're a streamer, it's a cool because you've got the security. But if if I actually had a view going, oh, should I should I get bits or just give you direct donation? I would say a direct do donation from their perspective because you know the vast majority of their money goes to the person they want to support, and they're not getting ripped off for it. Like they're not paying a premium to to give a different amount to the streamer. Sure, yeah. But with bits and subs and donations altogether, it's very volatile. There's no consistency. And it's as you said, you, you want to get things like sponsorships because you know then what your ingoings and outgoings are. You Absolutely. can calculate, you can look ahead. Whereas with even with subs, subs obviously tend to be recurring. So you can add a little bit of like forecast in there. You can go, okay, well, I've got X amount of subs. I'm potentially going to get um, the same amount or roughly the same amount next month. But then you could have a massive drop because some yeah, seasonal yeah. things happening like exams or whatnot. And I think another thing that as a viewer they don't understand is you see it all the time. It's like, oh, Ninja's got 30,000 subs. He's making $2.50 on everyone. No, he's not. He's not making $2.50 on everyone because the taxes and stuff, depending on where they are, vary wildly depending on where the sub is coming from. I've got a friend in Chile. When he subs, I get $1.50 of it because... A, over a dollar nearly goes to like various taxes and things. Yeah. And then of course it's all taken out on the streamer's side. None of the taxes and stuff get taken on Twitch's side. They get the full $2.50. It's why is the secret chat. Everyone wants your prime sub because they don't get taxed. You actually get the full amount with a prime sub. I didn't know but, that. That's actually interesting. Yeah. So cause um, with a prime sub, it's not technically them paying there's no tax on it so that's where you get the full amount whereas sure, if someone yeah, for sense. example is subscribing from chile they've got to pay whatever legal taxes they have to pay like from the uk 20 percent of it yeah is vat etc um so it's it's always good to as kerry in one of the previous episodes said is to supplement your income find ways to find consistent regular income yeah. as opposed to this volatile find a baseline for amalgamated sure. mass yeah. yeah so things like merch and going into youtube as well like i one of the reasons i wanted to do this podcast is one because it's just really easy going content and two it's it's more content that isn't twitch i have another avenue of where i can bring in oh yeah viewers where i can bring in maybe eventually re like actual revenue of uh, the financial variety and it's something that doesn't take a huge amount of time, thankfully. Um, I did once want to do proper YouTube videos, but that was so time-consuming as well as Twitch and working full-time. It just wasn't viable for me. But always look for those extra things to bring different revenues or different avenues, rather, of, of income uh, to, to your stream and whatnot. Like, don't just rely on basically yeah, yeah it's absolutely. a bad idea well also you have to note I, I do want to point out two things one ninja uh also negotiates contracts with how long he stays with a with a company and he i think he signed yeah. for like 17 million a year for mixer now and i'm pretty sure he had something probably a lot less on twitch but like obviously mm. 
those types of streamers are in the position of power of, hey, we control a lot of these audience members, you know, coming in. And if I were to leave, this happens. Or if I were to quit streaming, like you're going to lose a lot of viewers and whatever. And that is partially true. A lot of people would find other streamers to watch. But a lot of people do come out from people who aren't on Twitch or who just like don't really do Twitch come to see somebody specifically outside of that. Um, he, and I know partners from what I hear, at least of that caliber, can negotiate how much they get from subscriptions. Yes. So he might not be getting 250 He might be getting 350 or $4 or whatever. But like... Yeah, it's true. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But also, I, I kind of hate this mentality, and I've, I've been guilty of it too, where some, I look at somebody's subs and go, oh man, they're making like 10 grand a month. And, you know, just from my calculation or whatever, that's insane. And I, you know, mm. then it kind of feeds into the, I'm going to be big one day and I'm going to make all this money. And it's like, but those people who make 10 grand a month might not make that next month. Their subs might drop off and their, you know, yeah. their donations are very you know, hit or miss, like they might've made a thousand from donations and suddenly nobody donates. I haven't had, uh, I don't know how long it's been. I don't think I've had a PayPal donation in, in like almost eight months <laughs> because I mean the subs, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm not grateful for that, but it's just interesting just to look at and go, you know, look at my PayPal and go, okay, well, obviously I'm getting all this from subs. When I look at the mm-hmm. analytics of it and look at the donations, um, that's fine. It's fine not to get one. But I can't rely on that as my point. And I'm yeah. not asking people to donate and I'm not making it a point and being like, you have to donate to me. But like, my point is, is that if you don't get donations for a while, then that's just telling you that it's volatile and that you're not going to be able to rely on that. Same with subs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other points I was going to make was that uh, when we talk about people, oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> there was something I was going to say about, well, not only the ninja thing, but like, I guess it's one of those things where like, if you have someone you support, yeah. um, you should support them however you want, obviously. obviously. Twitch is going to make their money. Uh, yeah. Your streamer is going to make your money. But if you want to have it be stable, like you said, have that baseline, there's, oh, I know what I, the point I was going to make. There's, there's sponsors you can get, which is awesome. And when you lean into other media, social media, and other ways to do it, that's your goal. That's not... Because all you're doing is sitting on the Twitch browse page, playing this game, and you're at the bottom. You are never going to be able to market yourself. You're never going to be able to get... There is no visibility for you. You are literally yeah. just hiding in an alleyway somewhere and expecting everyone at the ballroom down the street to notice you. And they're not going to notice you. Whispering, notice me, senpai. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to yeah. notice you because you're in the alley, you know, eight blocks away, just hiding in a corner in a dumpster somewhere. Get out of that. You can still be on that bottom of the browse page, but you should be using social media. Uh, make YouTube videos. Make podcasts. Like, get your friends. Like, try to find an interesting content creation outside of Twitch, like you said. Absolutely agree with that because that is what's going to market you and then bring people to your Twitch. And it's... Tickles me sometimes when people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And then they're disappointed at the lack of results. Yeah. It's like, well, you, you get what you put in. Absolutely. You know discoverability, particularly on Twitch, is a wee bit wank. Like, it's, it's not really there. It's gotten better, I would say, in the last year or so. They're definitely making steps in the right direction. But otherwise, it's up to you. 
you need to stand with the megaphone on the cliff shouting, hi, I'm dope, come and see me. And you need to do it, as you said, through other avenues, be it various kinds of social media. Like you don't have to register for each and every social media. Like every time there's a new app, everyone's like, let's go to the new app. And it's like, no, you don't have to, but at least have alternatives, not just Twitch. Like I predominantly use Twitch, um, Twitter and Instagram. They're sure. my go-to. I've dabbled a wee bit on TikTok, but that's more just because I'm addicted to TikTok and I need help. <laughs> Are you really? Um, <laughs> I like it, but, but I've kind of backed off of it because I've I felt I was browsing it too much at work. Oh, absolutely. Um, it'll be like I I go to bed really late, like one two o'clock in the morning, more often than not, and I'll go okay. I'll just look at a couple of videos and then it's four in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? When did we get here? Where, what, 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 where's time? Oh no, I have to go to work and I haven't slept. That's the bad side of TikTok. But coming back to <laughs> where we were, um, you don't have to be like, okay, I need a Facebook. I need a Twitter. I need a, a Byte. Is it now the new Vine 2.0? But, I need yeah. a TikTok. I need um, YouTube, Google plus Banana Hammock, everything. Like you don't need all of that, but absolutely 100% do not just rely on Twitch because it's not going to work. Yeah. It's just, uh, if, if you're not already, if you don't already have your foot in the door somewhere, you know, uh, if, I mean, if you obviously know friends that are kind of higher up on the totem pole and you can kind of ease your way into that, that's fine. There are ways to do it. If you can, uh, what I did initially was I played hollow Knight Um, when I first started streaming, and I would play it because there were only like 10 people streaming it at any given time, but there was a ton of viewers. So mm. I would actually kind of slowly through the night climb up in that category to the very top, what, three streams or whatever of that category for Hollow Knight. And then once I got those viewers, uh, not that I was strategically doing this, but it was just happenstance, kind of a thing I noticed after doing it for so long. I would play Hollow Knight for a couple hours, get 24 viewers or something, and then I would go play the game that I would want to play after that, and it would be a bigger game, like your shooting games and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say, hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to switch over. Well, I'm carrying those 24 views into a browse page that has a lot of zero and one and two average viewers sitting at the bottom. Yeah. So you're actually kind of coming in fresh and hot into that category of whatever that popular game is at a much more prestigious level uh, you know, you're kind of in the mid to top lane of those streams yeah. as opposed to... You're higher in the totem pole. Exactly. So you can strategically, maybe not like, oh shit, I got 50 viewers from this raid. Let's go switch over to, you know, Apex Legends or Modern Warfare or whatever. No, you don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah. That's kind of a dick move because they might be coming over for whatever game you're playing. But you can still manage to kind of ease into that direction of, you know what, now that I'm building my concurrent viewers using smaller indie games get them to like my personality and entertain them so that they stick around, which, you know, I have somebody uh, who stuck around since Terraria. They found me on a wiki page for Terraria and they have mm. been such a massive supporter of my stream for every single game I play because they like me and they're like, this is great. I, you know, I watch you because I like Terraria and then I liked the way that you played in your personality so much that I stayed. And so that's your goal is to kind of, Hey, you have a couple seconds or a couple minutes to convince these people that it's not about the game. That's not the reason they should stay. You should stay because it's me and I'm funny or I'm, you know, whatever. And that's, it's not even a, so much a secret. Like it's a good tactic. It's a viable tactic. Oh yeah. It's also something you're literally told to do if you have a sponsored segment 
like if whenever you get a sponsored deal to play a specific game for free and you're being paid to do it they specifically say for at least an hour beforehand do your regular stream yeah and then bring don't your start, concurrent viewers over yeah don't start with your sponsored segment stream at least an hour beforehand with whatever you normally do then you switch to whatever the game is that you're being sponsored for and then sometimes they even ask you to do like at least an hour afterwards doing whatever you want to do after the sponsor segment to bring in those viewers beforehand rather than like you said starting at the bottom of the the, the directory and stuff like that with zero viewers and obviously no one actually taking in that paid content so it's a very business-minded thing and sensible thing to do yeah absolutely i think that's the whole point of it is just a lot of people don't realize and a lot of people come kind of from the outside and say, well, I, I play Fortnite. I could, you know, I could do what you do. And it's like, I, I retweeted somebody who's, who actually said that, uh, was kind of just like, <laughs> which was hilarious, but it's like, yeah, I play Fortnite. I could do what you do. I no, I don't think that's what it means. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean like, you know, I'd get paid to play video games all day. That must be the dream. And it's like, that's the first question out of people's mouth. When they ask me, I ran into a stand-up comedian the other day who I used to, uh, see around the comedy circuit. And I t he, he saw a Twitch hoodie on me and he was like, oh, do you do Twitch? I said, yeah, I stream. He goes, well, how much money do you make from that? And that's the first thing out of his mouth. It's not what do yeah. you stream or like whatever. And it's kind of hilarious because it's really not a lot about the money. It's just, mm -hmm. this is a supplement to my income. I am in IT and I'm doing this smart, relevant thing of actually having my day job and trying to, you know, put away money for retirement and all this stuff. And a lot of people yeah. just don't get that. So it's just yeah, this interesting I, I, dichotomy of one versus the other, you know? I, I get asked that a lot. Um, there was one person in particular who was following me on Instagram until I blocked them because I was sick of them asking me about how much money I make. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was someone who I knew um, and was acquainted with in, in real life. They'd be there with a bunch of other friends drinking more often than not in the pub. And then they're like, so how much are you making now? So how much are you making now? And I, I was like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm good, mate. Like, <laughs> what have you been up to? The kid's good? Cool. Fuck off, kind of thing. And I ended up just blocking him because i got so sick of it but it, it is interesting how people not in the industry perceive it yes it's they, like it's they, oh you don't always... put in any work you just play games it's like dude yeah well if i didn't put in any work i definitely wouldn't be making any money because i'd have two concurrent viewers and no one would care about me because but when you look in the business aspect of it like you said there's so much that goes in the back end of things. There's, you know, sitting in After Effects and making things for your stream and whatever. But there's also the networking and the marketing and the trying to, like, reach out to, you know, to make friends in the communities and going to TwitchCon and giving away business cards. And, like, you're trying to pull all of these people in in this, like, shark-eat-shark -shark world where everyone's trying to do the exact same shit you are. It's very tough. And so you have to go above and beyond and try to find a way to market yourself to this absolute nth degree of you know look at me <laughs> basically it's like this kind of attention seeking like hey you not in a bad way but just like mm. you have to do a good job of that you have to make it where hey look at me works and then people come and go oh i did look at you and you're great holy crap how you know you're funny or you're doing this or whatever be unique yes exactly because you are literally one of thousands tens and tens of thousands of people all doing the exact yeah. same thing some better than others, but you need to stand out amongst the crowd. Well, you sitting in Fortnite category at the bottom playing mediocre, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest, playing mediocre yeah. games, and I'm not hating on Fortnite, what, do what you want to do, right? But like, 
Yeah. If you don't have other people playing with you that are making people laugh, like you have a good group of friends and it's hilarious every time you watch it, then that's what else do you have? Are you great at the game? You're not? Okay, so you're just playing this mediocre game and you're just losing a bunch and hoping you get a win. So the only thing you have going is what? Chat interaction? Well, everyone has chat interaction, most of them. So what you should be doing is look at people like, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I keep just name dropping people, but Biotic Nova, who is uh, here actually uh, locally to me. She's awesome. And she focused in on the Dark Souls genre. And a lot of, there's a great community behind Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff. Yep. But if you can get good at those games and you can do speedruns or New Game Plus, or you can like basically just go through those games and, and become that kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, like expert to the chat and like, hey, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I do. I'm all about learning it. And you kind of focus in on that and make that your main game. Not saying everybody has to do that, but it, it has a community built behind it already, and it has such an interesting thing. Same with Warframe and all, all these games were Destiny 2. Like, try to find a game that's going to make you like blow up and be like, hey, yeah, this is what people care about. And if I kind of either get good at it or make it an entertaining ride along the way, people will follow me. But if, exactly. if you're not good at it and you're not funny and you're not unique and you have nothing to bring to the table, then people are just going to, oh, it's another Fortnite stream. Oh, it's another you know, Destiny stream, whatever. I, I think one person I would to be good at it, like at streaming. For sure, I mean. yeah, of course. W- one person I would name drop in this instance is L Dirty Squirrel. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, uh, I was on uh, Team Sin Squad with him uh, originally. That's how I came across him. He's a uh, a character streamer, and he is, in his own words, half man, half squirrel. Um, he has the squirrel ears. He has the squirrel tail. He wears like this boiler suit. <laughs> And That's not awesome. only does he have this this character that he puts like he's his community is the uh, the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> he's when you see him on Twitter, he usually leaves a comment or a response that references squirrels or nuts or something in some way. And it's not just that; it's also his production quality. Like he makes these little skits and videos. Like he, he's got this video that he sometimes posts on social media of him hula hooping a donut in space. And things like that. And like during his stream, um, he will eject this cartoon seat as part of his scene into space. And then he will have to go out and chase it. And like he's got all this fantastic production value. That's um, amazing. I, yeah, that's really good. Like I'm always so awe inspired when I see the amount of production value he puts into his stream. Yeah, see, but also if anything, the dedication to his character. It just makes me want to, like hearing that just from your voice, just telling me, I, not only do I want to follow this person immediately, which is great, and you have to hit me up with this Twitch, but also, <laughs> also just hearing that inspires me immediately to go, man, I definitely need to like get an After Effects and do some stuff and like try to, try to make it unique so that people come in and they go, oh, wow, that's cool. Um, and I, th- I think that's what everyone should be doing is stop streaming seven days a week. This is going to be my final advice of this podcast. Stop streaming seven days a week and doing it full time. Stream three or four days a week and take the other days to relax and work on your production and work on things yeah. and try to try to tweet a bunch and like get try to make it to where you're marketable. And when people come in, they if they have seven seconds to have a good first impression of you, you should not just be staring into a mattress while playing League of Legends. Like you need to yeah. you need to be like on your on point and ready to go. And I think that is a fantastic bit of advice to uh, to end on there as well. Um, Chris, where where do we find you? 
I am on twitch.tv slash sirclever. That's S-I-R, clever. Um, I'm on Twitter at sirclevertv, because Sir Clever was taken. Um, and Instagram as well, sirclevertv. Those are, the, those are the three that I'm mainly on. Uh, and if you want to check out the Clever Nation community, or if you're a streamer and want to pop by and just uh, promote yourself or meet friends and stuff, we have the Discord link up on clevernation.net. Fantastic. I'll put, of course, links in the description, depending on what platform you are listening in on. How many times have you nearly given out your old one, by the way? Oh, it's happened pretty much. Well, for the last few weeks since I rebranded, it's happened a lot. I, I've also given out my business cards with Christopher Clever's links on them, too. And I'm like, crap, <laughs> I got to get those reprinted. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. I imagine it would be. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I've actually had a dope time. I've gone, we, we have gone a little bit over what I would normally like to do because I, I just, I like talking to you, dude. So thank <laughs> you very much for being on the show. Um, when we end of the recording, we'll likely talk a wee bit more. Uh, thank you to everyone who has been listening. I hope you all enjoyed the show and we will see you in the next episode. Um.